Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to go through some of the top waiver wire targets going into week 12 of the NFL season. So I'm going to go through five players at each position. They're not going to be in any specific order, but just kind of players you should be keeping your eyes on. While you guys are watching, all I ask is that if you guys are enjoying the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And if you guys have any fantasy questions, you can drop them down below in the comment section and I'll make sure to respond to every single person. But let's just get right into it, starting off with the running back position. The first guy I have here is going to be Alex Collins, owned in 48.6% of leagues. And I feel like the general idea here was kind of like, okay, Collins is the RB1 right now. We got a little bit of a committee going on, but then once Carson comes back, his value is just totally going to fall off. But now it looks like he is going to be the starter for the rest of the season. And you know, he hasn't been putting up a ton of numbers. His carries have been solid. He has basically no receiving work. But if we're being honest, you know, at this point in the season, if you can get a running back who is the leader of a backfield, they should definitely be owned. And I think overall, his production and touchdowns are going to continue to improve, you know, once the Seattle Seahawks offense starts to improve, because right now they look really bad. But I do think they've got to correct it at least a little bit moving forward. The next running back is going to be Jeff Wilson, owned in about the same number of leagues, 48.5% owned. And he's basically on here because if Eli Mitchell misses another week, then Jeff Wilson is a locked in solid start. You know, if Mitchell's back, then you probably don't want Jeff Wilson unless he's like a handcuff or something like that. Then we've got Devonta Freeman, owned in 34.7% of leagues. And right now he's looking like the best running back on this Ravens team. This week he outcarried Murray, who was returning from an ankle injury, 16 carries to 10, and then he also out-targeted him 6-2. to two. This offense is going to look better once Lamar Jackson returns, and it does kind of seem like the touches are just going to be concentrated between Freeman and Latavius Murray, and if Freeman's the guy leading that work, then I think he's a very solid pickup. Another guy who's kind of in a committee here is Jordan Howard, owned in 24.4% of leagues. He is the RB2 now behind Miles Sanders, but I do think he has Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell beat out, and he's still going to be very involved on this team. They're a run-focused offense now, so he is still going to get a fair amount of carries. We saw him in this game with 10 carries, and we also saw Jalen Hurts rush for three touchdowns. Obviously, that's not going to be something we see every week. I do believe Jordan Howard will be the goal line back once the opportunity presents itself. And then the final RB here is Alexander Madison, owned in 36.3% of leagues. He's basically just a straight up Delvin Cook handcuff. If you have Delvin Cook, you should also have Alexander Madison, especially this late in the season. You know, you don't want your entire team to fall apart if Delvin Cook gets injured. Snag Alexander Madison. Same thing here could apply to Chuba Hubbard, who is also owned in less than 50% of leagues. If you have Christian McCaffrey, you should also probably have Chuba Hubbard on your team, unless it's a really small league. But you know, 8, 10, 12 team leagues, I want those handcuffs on my rosters. Now let's shift over to the wide receiver position, and we've got to start it off with Elijah Moore. Man has just been a baller, owned in 40.7% of leagues. He had a major, major breakout this week. He scored 10 plus points his last five outings, and then on Sunday, he went for eight receptions, 141 receiving yards, and a touchdown, and I believe he also added 15 yards on the ground, so the man just looked like a stud out there. The issue is we haven't seen him play with Zach Wilson. I would expect Wilson to be back within the next few weeks. You know, honestly, probably in week 12. But at this point, 
He is clearly too talented to fade. And I mean, if Wilson can't get him the ball with how he's playing, then that's a major indictment on Zach Wilson. But from here on out, I think you got to view Elijah Moore as the wide receiver one. He went out, totally outplayed Corey Davis. So that is definitely going to be a shot to Corey Davis's value. But Elijah Moore is someone who should definitely be owned in over 50% of leagues going into week 12. We've got another rookie wide receiver here. It's Rashad Bateman, my guy, owned in 45.7% of leagues. He really did nothing on Sunday. But if we're being honest, it was a weird game. Very low scoring between the Ravens and the Bears. And Lamar Jackson didn't play. Marquise Brown didn't play. So that's not a real representation of the offense he's going to be a part of. Obviously, you would have loved to see him show out you know, with Marquise Brown out of the lineup. But overall, just low scoring game. Not a ton of opportunities. The positive, he has seen six plus targets every single week he's been active. So I still think he's someone who is very rosterable moving forward. Then I actually have back-to-back New York Giants wide receivers. Going to start it off with Sterling Shepard, owning just under 50% of leagues, 49.8% ownership. And he has already been ruled out for Monday night's game. If he can get healthy, I really think Sterling Shepard has some fantasy value. We've seen him ball out in the games he played from start to finish. There haven't been many. I think it's been three, but he has put up nice production in all three of those outings. The issue is health. And so I do think once he's back, he's startable, but we really just have to wait and see him get back out on the field. And then his wide receiver mate, Kadarius Toney, is owned in 42.8% of leagues, and he is the most explosive Giants wide receiver. He is the big time playmaker, and we really just have to see how he plays tonight against the Bucks. If he goes out, balls out with Sterling Shepard out, I think he's a solid pickup. If he struggles, you know, doesn't see a huge target share, then he's someone you probably want to avoid moving forward. And then the last wide receiver is going to be AJ Green, owned in 33.9% of leagues. I think he's going to return as like a decent option once Kyler Murray comes back. He's seen five plus targets in eight of his 10 games. The Cardinals have a bye going into week 12. So, you know, maybe you want to wait a week. There weren't really any other options to fill in here. Maybe you're looking at a guy like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but still he's a big play option who doesn't have a lot of consistency. So I did end up going with AJ Green here as the last player. But now let's move over to the quarterback spot. And we have to start it off with Cam Newton, owned in 37.9% of leagues. And this is exactly what you would have wanted to see from Cam Newton this week. He was the full-time quarterback. We did not see PJ Walker getting any touches. And Cam Newton clearly still has the rushing upside. He had 10 carries and added a rushing touchdown. So I think he is someone who is totally startable for fantasy football moving forward. The next quarterback, I'd say there's definitely a big fall off from Newton to the rest of these guys. Carson Wentz owned in 47.7% of leagues. He's just kind of a safe play. He may not go out and win you a week. He's not going to go out, put up 300 yards and three touchdowns. That's very unlikely, but he's also probably not going to lose you a week. So maybe you've got a guy like Kyler on by. Carson Wentz is someone you could plug in. The next guy is a Daniel Jones. We definitely have to wait and see how he plays tonight, but I still believe that Daniel Jones can be a borderline startable quarterback when all of his wide receivers are healthy. Unfortunately, we're not going to see that tonight, like I mentioned with Sterling Shepard, but just something to kind of look forward to. Then I've got Taylor Heineke, owned in 13.1% of leagues. He's really had an up and down season so far. Looked good at the beginning, struggled kind of in the middle there, but he has looked really good the last two weeks. And he does kind of have that upside that you don't really see from waiver wire quarterbacks. 
And then the final quarterback here is going to be Jimmy G, owned in 11.7% of leagues. This 49ers offense has been very run heavy as of late, but I still think Jimmy is getting his work and seems to be a fairly safe option. I guess you could throw an honorable mention here to Ben Roethlisberger, played really well on Sunday Night Football, but really it's just not something I kind of see moving forward. He's more of kind of a floor play, and that's not really what we're looking for, but I guess kind of similar to Jimmy G. Now let's look at the tight end position, starting it off with a guy who has not played in a long time, Logan Thomas, owned in 47.5% of leagues. We really don't know when he's going to be back. You know, we'd like to think here in week 12, but he's been out for a while. It's just that when he does return, I think he's a startable option, which is not something you can say about a lot of these waiver wire tight ends. Tyler Conklin's next, owned in 42.2% of leagues. He's a solid guy to plug in if your starting tight end is on buy, averaging 9.5 points per game. Just very, very solid. The next guy here is Dan Arnold, owned in 40% of leagues. Major, major disappointment this week. I know I got a lot of start-sit questions with Dan Arnold, and I was someone who thought he would be a good play this week. That did not happen. He was non-existent. Zero targets, zero points kind of crazy. The tight end position has just been so strange this season. You've got some consistent options who have just gone out there and put up absolute goose eggs. I believe Hawkinson did it last week. Gusecki did the same thing. Just tough at that position, but he's still someone who saw double digit points the previous few weeks, and it's just slim pickings here for the tight end position. Then we've got Adam Troutman, owned in 5.7% of leagues. He has seen an improved role in this offense the last four weeks. He has seen six plus targets a game during that stretch. So definitely trending in the right direction here for Troutman. And then the final tight end is going to be Gerald Everett. Could have gone with a few different names here. Everett's owned in 3.5% of leagues. He's seen 12 combined targets the last two weeks. Obviously that's nothing crazy, but I do think he could see some improved value if this offense ever does turn around and click. And then we have the final position, the defenses. Honestly, not a great week to be streaming defenses. We got a few options here. Starting off with the Bears, owned in 10.8% of leagues, playing on Thanksgiving at Detroit against the Lions. Really just a great matchup here. Bears defense has been fairly solid this season. We know that Lions offense is not good. Is Jared Goff going to be ready? Because they look even worse than they normally do this week against the Browns. Next option is the Falcons, owned in 7.8% of leagues. Not a super strong defense but they're traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars, which is obviously not a top-tier offense. Then we've got the Bengals, who have been playing better as of late, owned in 14.4% of leagues, going up against the Steelers. The Steelers' offense looked really good last night. I just don't think it's something that's super sustainable, so a potential pickup there. And then this is kind of awkward because I have two of the worst defenses in the NFL ranked here, but the thing is, they're playing against each other. So I've got the Jets, owned in 2.9% of leagues, going up against the Texans. Same thing for the Texans, owned in 0.8% of leagues, going up against the Jets. So really, like, how is this game going to break? Is it going to be a super gross, low-scoring game where both defenses kind of ball out and shine through? I think that's definitely a potential option. It's also possible both offenses look really nice. So I'm not really sure how to feel about this one. But like I mentioned, not the best week for streaming defenses. But that is going to wrap it up for my top waiver wire pickups. If you guys enjoyed this video, like I mentioned at the top, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Go check out my start sit video, which I'm going to be posting later today. Also, thank you guys so much for stopping by and I'll see you next time.